Previously on Nerd Talkalypse Podcast. Who died fighting the hand? Uh, Luke Cage. His name cleared by Murdoch's sex partner. Murdoch. <laughs> Not his sex partner, Foggy. Murdoch's ex partner. <laughs> Murdoch's sex partner. No, Murdoch's ex partner, Foggy Nelson. <laughs> ah. So, uh, and then so Luke Cage is out. So his name is clear now. This is the Nerd Talkalypse Podcast, your one stop shop for everything nerd. We provide the latest and greatest from trending pop culture and fandoms alike. So take a break from killing zombies with your lightsaber, hang up your cape and cowl, and hop onto the Hogwarts Express and ride your way over to Geek Down. To fight our gym leaders and hosts of the show, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhollow. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to episode 70 of Nerd Talkalypse Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm super excited to be on the mic this week. Sorry about last week. Uh, we just, you know, things happen. But what can you do? Um, this week, is, I'm just excited about this episode just because we get to talk about some cool shit. It's pretty exciting. So, what we have on the, what do we have on the docket for them today, Lane? Today we have our nerd news. We don't have a lot of nerd news, but we're going to talk about that. We have the long-awaited one-hour special of Dragon Ball Super: Goku versus Jiren. We finally get. Oh, fucking god! I don't even. I can't wait to talk about it. And then something that I have been taking me a while to get into. DJ finally got into it, and I was like, I don't watch that. I'm not gay. And then now I apparently am gay. Because we're going to talk about Rick and Morty season one and two. Hell yeah. People have been asking us for a while. Are you going to talk about Rick and Morty? I'm like, no. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we've changed. And for the good. You know what I mean? It's not like it's a, it's not it's not bad. No, I like it. It's good. Ass, it's good ass show. And I'm I'm super excited to, to be talking about it. But first things first, we got to get the all, all the other stuff out of the way. And we have uh, just there's a couple of new things we added here. Uh, just general announcements. Um, this is the uh, you know Happy October. Fall television is coming. Um, we are The Walking Dead. It starts in 20 days. The Punisher could start at any moment. However, it was <coughs> the trailer was bless you pulled from New York City Comic Con due to the Las Vegas shooting and things like that. They pulled. Which it I think because, is stupid. I mean, I understand whatever blah 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 it's a horrible tragedy. I understand that. I'm not. I'm not saying it was good, but. You don't need to fucking stop, not show a trailer. It's just a, it's a fucking fake show. Like. Yeah. And uh, some amazing things are, are some amazing things came out of uh, New York City Comic Con. Uh, Stranger Things starts on October twenty seventh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Expect something possibly from me, probably from me, from on this from the show. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, <laughs> next up on the docket, uh, we have our Funko Pop contest still in going on. Listeners have until October 12th, 2017, that's next Thursday, to find our show on iTunes or Stitcher and send us a review, I believe also on Facebook. Yes, on this, Facebook as this well. This gives them a chance to win a Gladiator Hulk Funko Pop with from Thor Ragnarok. This a winner beautiful will be baby chosen, right here. A winner will be chosen at random on Monday, during October 16th, during the day's episode. So, so do that, or that's going to end up on our shelves. I'm going to turn it into a pocket pussy, and you guys will have to watch me use it. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's giving them some incentive. But I don't want to watch that. Right. Or somebody, maybe they would do. Who knows? 
All right, so we don't have any um, new friends or podcast shout-outs, so we can get right here into the non-nerdy slash nerdy recommends. The first things first, Baby Driver. It was good. (laughs) A uh, talented getaway driver, Baby, relies on the beat of his personal soundtrack to be the best in the game. After meeting the woman of his dreams, he seems... Or he sees a chance to ditch his shady lifestyle and make a clean break, coerced into working for a crime boss, played by Kevin Spacey. He is a fucking boss. Yes, he sure is. Um, Baby must face the music as a doomed heist threatens his life, love, and freedom. So, yeah, this movie was great. It was... It what I liked bizarre. about it the most, it was bizarre. Like It was strange, and it was very gory, and it was cool. Like It was very graphic. But it was realistic to me, like the driving part, like the, oh, shade, yeah. the shade was pulling off. I'm like, holy fuck, that's genius. Like, but it wasn't like, you know, transporter movies are awesome, but some of that stuff is very far fetched. You're like, oh, I don't know about all that. But you know what I mean? I thought but, it was, I thought it was cool. The The best part about it is, is that it, uh, like the whole movie goes to the beat of the soundtrack that he's listening to in his ears, which is really cool. Yeah. I apologize. This live stream is shit. Uh, is yeah, I think I might just cut it. Oh, it's that bad? It's just it's super laggy. I don't know why. So if you're watching the live stream, I'm sorry. I can't even get any. Nothing is even <coughs> updating. I'm I'm, I'm going to cut the live stream. But if you can hear us oh, on the man. live stream. We got some cool shit to show you. I know, too. I know. What is the deal? I don't know. All right. We'll, we'll fix this shit in the future. Yeah, if you can hear us on the live stream, just, just go somewhere to subscribe to the show and listen to it i'll put i'll even put the audio up for you guys later um the video on our end is fine so this video you actually no we'll keep recording the video just i'm not going to stream it okay um but the the live show will be up later you'll see the same thing (laughs) so as we've already said we have officially taken the rick and morty dive more into this further in the episode and I have rewatched White Collar, and I always recommend that show to everybody I can get to listen. It's amazing. My dog is named after somebody from that show, actually. Mozzie. It's funny. Sometimes, like, he'd be walking around the living room, and then like, Neil would be like, Mozzie, and then like, Mozzie would be like, it's so funny. <laughs> uh, you know, I was thinking about that at work the other day. I was like, I wonder if Mozzie responded to the uh, White Collar talk. He would drink his head sometimes, like. That's, that's so funny, it. dude. I love that. I think that is genuine. It's just awesome. I like that. Okay, so the Walking Dead universe news. A lot of big stuff came out of New York Comic Con with The Walking Dead, and this has been officially confirmed by Kirkman himself and the rest of the panel that The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead will cross over in some capacity at some point. So that's necess- not necessarily they will see each other, but they might somehow be mentioned. Right. I have a feeling it more be like Fear the Walking Dead. We'll hear about like Rick's, Rick and his crew or Negan or Governor or something. Like, Some, yeah, something like that's going to be. It's probably going to be. I haven't even been watching it, so I don't even fucking care. <laughs> yeah, like when it happens, it let's say it happens on the the flagship Walking Dead. Um, maybe, just maybe... They're gonna be like, yeah, I heard of some, you know, it'll be just like, like you said, like some weird fucking. I don't even know where I was going with that. I don't. Anyway, uh, so it says finally, after years of denying it, the Walking Dead creator has just announced the unthinkable: the Walking Dead will cross over with Fear of the Walking Dead. 
at the Walking Dead's panel at New York Comic Con, Robert Kirkman confirmed the news to fans. He is quoted saying, all joking aside, I'm really excited, Kirkman said. I get that question all the time. I think we finally got into a place uh, with Fear the Walking Dead where it has its own identity. Identify. Oh, that's weird. Uh, There are two Walking Dead shows. I'm not going to name them, but there are two. Uh, This is one character. What? Yeah, that's weird. There are two Walking Dead shows. I'm not going to name them, which you've already done. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, there's one character that's going from one show that will go from one show that will go from one show and appear in the other show that I will not name. Is this a quoted from him? I guess. It's extremely strange. Anyway, uh, are we going to see a Walking Dead character's backstory play out in Fear the Walking Dead? Or are we going to see if you're the Walking Dead character show up in The Walking Dead? What could happen? Or is it going to be different than that? So, in the three years since Fear the Walking Dead premiered, the creative team behind the zombie franchise has continued denying potential crossover between the two shows. It has also been hard to envision a crossover well um, for a while because Fear the Walking Dead is taking place a couple of years behind The Walking Dead in terms of story. So, there's no telling at this point um, which show will cross over and how that will happen. So, very interesting. Okay. Now, the next news can only be started with fuck, 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 fuck. Fucking fuckity fuck. Fuckity fuck, fuckity fuck, fuckery. AMC confirms the F word can now be used. Fuck yeah. Negan's bet. I made this. He made that. That's period blood. That's disgusting. He just took all dirty tampons and smeared it all in it. It was cool. Anyway, during the Walking Dead press conference at New York Comic Con in 2017, the cast and producers confirmed that indeed they will be able to use the particular profanity when season 8 arrives. With Negan actor Jeffrey Dean Morgan telling reporters, fuck yes, fucking fuck, it's a year fucking late. (laughs) That's all I got on that. I'm real excited. I think we should have had that rule. Television as a whole, but especially network cable stations, have been pushing the boundaries of what is profanity all along. On the one hand, The Walking Dead using cuss words isn't so outrageous, given all the violence and gore the show displays. However, it's equally true that it's a slippery slope, and once one show breaks the glass ceiling, other shows can take it too far. Yeah, like, for example, I think when shit finally was able to be said... I, I knew you were going to bring this up. I was watching Suits. Yes. And there was, like, one scene where the, I swear to God they said shit, like, 40 times in <laughs> six minutes. Like shit, yeah, this shit is awesome. Shit, shit. Like, I was like, what? I was like, dude, even shit even lot. in like Rick and Morty, like it, they say shit so often. Don't be a pussy, Morty. Like, they say things that you don't think that would be able to be said on TV. Yeah, so, it's uh, crazy. So for now, however, those with the more conservative opinions about vulgar language shouldn't be too worried. As Morgan later revealed, you only get two in a year, so we're going to be fighting for them. Oh, it's so only two fucks. For now. Huh. And I don't I don't know if it's like per network or per show or what the fuck it's going is going to be, but I know Fear the Walking Dead already did it. They said fuck. Yeah, on one of their episodes that we haven't watched. Yeah. Okay, so uh, now is as good a time as any to talk about this since it's going to be short and sweet. Uh, in DC Universe news: New York Comic Con released the final trailer for the Justice League movie. Um, the effects look awesome, the colors look amazing, and the hype is real. You didn't really see too much new anything. No, not really, but it it is there has been an overhaul in tone. Yeah. Like color tone and We didn't really get to see Cyborg at all, so I didn't even see if he looks better. He does. I mean, he there's like a couple scenes where like with the like the one where he's flying next to Aquaman. 
This guy, it's pretty. It's pretty dope. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he looks good. I mean, the overall he, like, throws him into that fucking. That's cool. Yeah, I remember. There's a somebody put like a side by side shot of shots from like the last trailer versus this trailer with the similar scenes. And dude, I was I was blown away. I was like, holy fuck! Like the color change is insane. Like everybody's like, look what Whedon's doing. He's doing magic. Like personally, I don't buy into this Whedon Snyder bullshit. I think it's stupid. What people people were like, oh, Whedon's gonna save the movie. Because Snyder, people don't like Zack Snyder, so they're just shit talking, like for no fucking reason. Because he went in there, kept Snyder's vision. All he did was alter a couple things, do a couple reshoots, whatever. Yeah, but then and they're gonna give him all the credit. They're gonna give him all the credit because they fucking hate Zack Snyder, which I think is total fucking bullshit. Because Man of Steel is a goddamn masterpiece. I don't care who the fuck you are. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and, and, and we can and, say and, as many fucks as we want, fuckers. Yeah, right. <laughs> and furthermore, Batman v Superman's fucking awesome too. So suck it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Constantine officially announced to return to season three of Legends of Tomorrow, and he's getting his own animated show. Yeah, I saw that on the CWC, which is pretty fucking cool. That's another one. Oh, I gotta add that to my list. As a matter of fact, now that I'm in, now that I'm talking about it, I have a list of shows that I keep in here <laughs> that I need to watch. All right, at some point, I'll jump right into Marvel Universe. Uh, Thor Ragnarok first reactions have hit the internet. Everything is positive. Great story, great action, and an amazing soundtrack, says the majority. So, good. Yes, it's super exciting. I was surprised. I was like, oh, soundtrack, huh? I was like, that's a that's a weird thing to just point out out of nowhere. But, yeah, all the uh, there, there was a bunch of them on Twitter. We always do that shit, and I was like, oh, I don't want to put all the tweets in there. Just The general consensus is that it's another winner for Marvel, which I'm not surprised. I guess, I mean, maybe I am slightly surprised considering that Thor 2 was such a shit show. Nobody liked that movie. Yeah, it was okay. Okay, so moving on then. In other news, <laughs> so speaking of Rick and Morty, we can now add news stories mm-hmm. from the show <clears throat> into our show. We can call it like <coughs> news from the Citadel. <laughs> okay. The Rickadel. <laughs> the Council of Ricks. All right, so Szechuan Sauce. Mm-hmm. On Szechuan Sauce. Uh, fans of Rick and Morty went totally nuts when McDonald's said that they would release the sauce and they lined up by the thousands all over the world only to be let down <coughs> shortly thereafter. First off, only 1,000 locations got the sauce. Secondly, East Location only got 20 packs. 20 fucking packs. What the fuck? So scalpers took note and started selling the sauce on eBay for a ton of fucking money. Only for one day later for McFonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that McDonald's <laughs> to release the following statement. Would you like to read the statement later? Or is that too small for you? What you spoke? What do you mean? I have better eyesight than you. Oh, that's true. Bitch. <laughs> I said, uh, you spoke. We've listened. Lots more. Hashtag Szechuan sauce and locations. Details soon. And that's the way the news goes. To our customers and Szechuan sauce lovers. Yesterday, we were truly humbled by the amazing curiosity, passion, and energy this community showed Sorry, I made it bigger. To the welcome back Szechuan sauce. Even if just for one day, thank you a million times over. I'd like to point out that that burp was super appropriate. I yell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Between the costumes, the memes, and the cross-state travel, you, the fans, showed us what you got. <laughs> and our super limited batch, though well-intentioned, clearly wasn't near enough to meet that demand. Not cool. We agree, so we're going to make that right. In the last 24 hours, we've worked to open any portal necessary, and it worked. Szechuan sauce is coming back once again this winter. (laughs) 
And instead of being one day only and limited to select restaurants, we're bringing more, a lot more, so that any fan who is willing to do whatever it takes for Szechuan sauce will only have to ask for it at a nearby McDonald's. We want to make this right. You're some of the best fans in this or any dimension, and we plan to deliver on that promise as soon as possible. Stay tuned. So if you spent hundreds of dollars on a Szechuan sauce, you're an idiot. Because you will be getting able to get it for free with your nuggets anytime soon. And if you're a scalper trying to sell that shit, stop. Might as well just eat that shit because pretty soon it's coming. All right. And this last one I threw in here for you. <laughs> oh, I love this guy, man. I know. That's why I put it in there while I was rocking my baby to sleep. All right. Seth, the programmer. This is my dude. I don't know him. I haven't talked to him. I wish I could. But he, uh, I love his videos. He debunks all this fucking death battle fucks. And it's so awesome. I love it. But he says, I was so excited about Goku's Ultra Instinct in my new video that my voice went high-pitched and I sounded like I was 15. LOL. (laughs) Which, oh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about that motherfucker shit right there. Well, that's next. We're talking about that before, Rick and Morty? (laughs) I'm happy, man. (laughs) All right. So we're going to move right into Dragon Ball Super. Mm -hmm. And here we go. All right. Wait, hold on. There we go. Pay no attention to what's that? I thought we weren't live anymore. We're not, but we're still recording the video. Oh, we didn't release this. What? We still put it on YouTube or something? Yeah. Will it look good? Yeah. Oh, it's just the streaming that sucks. Yeah. Sorry about that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good familiar with all the technical shit. Yeah, I can't stop burning this fucking alcohol. Dude, that's the more I, I'm. <coughs> there couldn't be a more appropriate episode for you to be doing that. Anyway, I wish I had green slime on my chin. Like fucking Rick always does. I don't understand it. <laughs> it's part of the charm, man. Yeah, I guess. But uh, anyway, all right. So the episode we've been waiting for this episode. There wasn't an episode last week, and it was the hour-long episode of Jiren versus Goku. We've had some speculation of what Jiren can do. We've seen a little bit, a tiny little bit of what he can do. And uh, he. Uh, so the episode starts off with Goku fighting Ribriani, or however the fuck you say it. Ribrian? Yeah, I haven't heard it in English yet, so I'm not 100% sure. Dude, oh man, I cannot wait to see this shit in English. And she starts doing some crazy shit. I hate that. I don't like that person. She's stupid to me. <laughs> I don't. And then, so... I don't very much enjoy her either. So they're fighting, and... Like, Goku's not transformed or anything, so I'm, I feel like he could have defeated her easily. At any given time. By the way, real quick, if uh, you haven't seen this shit, I would step away from this video. Yeah, because we're the fight is on this video. Yeah, the fight's on this video, and so major fucking spoilers. Don't watch this shit, but you should watch it. I can't stop watching it. <laughs> but it's anyway, good shit. <clears throat> so the, their fight stops kind of abruptly, and she gets like hit away somehow, and I think Jiren did it. I'm not really sure that didn't really cover that. And uh, so Jiren kind of he confronts Goku, and Goku walks up to him, and he goes, "Um, you know, you're finally gonna fight me, huh?" And then I was like, "Oh yeah, you are." So they fucking Jiren does this weird power up thing, like the wind just blows real hard, and then everybody's like, it's like even blowing against the fucking gods, and they're like, "Jesus, this one guy is putting this much energy, fuck!" Right? It's ridiculous. So uh, Goku starts off with a in his base form, hits him with a Kamehameha wave, fucking. Big ass motherfucker, and it just like bounces around him. Like just his energy alone is keeping this fucking Kamehameha away from hitting him. It's just like blasting off. 
And then uh, Goku decides to transform into Super Saiyan and goes in for the attack. And Jiren just stands there, takes every single punch, lasts as if it was nothing. And then Goku transforms into Super Saiyan 2. And then he and then he starts going again. And then he notices that Jiren moves a little bit when he gets hit. So he's like, hmm. So he powers up to Super Saiyan God. And then Jiren is fucking blocking Super Saiyan God Goku's fucking punches with a finger. Just like, do 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 like, like Goku versus Trunks' sword. What? The fuck? Is it stop recording? Yeah, just both of them just stopped. Why? St well, the stream stopped. I thought we weren't streaming. We weren't, but are we still recording? Well, now we are. Just keep going. Okay, so Jiren is blocking all Goku's punches with one finger, and this is in his god form, his red hair. And then, so Goku decides to take it to the next level. He powers down, and then he goes into blue. Boom, blew it up. And then they start fucking going at it, man. And it was pretty crazy. And, like, everybody's fucking like, holy shit. Like, and then we hear a little bit of backstory. I don't think we know a lot about what Jiren wanted to wish for yet. I don't think they really said it. But no. that, that clown got a destruction. Jiren's got a destruction. He was saying nobody can defeat him. Like, nobody is what he said. He didn't say it. You know, he's like, he can be beat by no one. Right. Which is nuts to say. Yeah, dude. That He is fucking nuts, dude. And he was, like, talking to him. Yeah. And he, like, somehow telepathically was talking to Jiren. He was like, you know, take him out. You know, get rid of him. Crush Son Goku. Crazy. So they start fighting Super Saiyan Blue, and, you know, they're fighting. It was a pretty, you know, crazy battle back and forth. Goku's using his Kaioken every once in a while, fighting him, blah, blah, blah. It was very reminiscent to the Frieza fight. And I'm about to tell you why exactly is because... During the Frieza fight, Goku was using his Kaioken the entire time, and then but then everybody, every, the Amchitian, Piccolo, and Chatsu that were watching from uh, King Kai's planet were like, "Well, wait till he uses his Kaioken; he'll be all right." Yeah, and right. Then, and King Kai was like, "No, he has been using it this entire time." Mm -hmm. And they were like, "Fuck!" <laughs> and it was pretty much the same thing. Goku, Goku's fighting him, and you see him turn red, and then somebody's like, oh, "I think Krillin." He's like, "He still has Kaioken times twenty; he should be able to do that now." And then Wee's like has to. Throw, he's like, uh, actually, he has been using that. <laughs> he's been using it the whole time. So and it has been having little effect. So, you know, so it's, Jiren's pretty much stomping him, and man, it was just the animation was amazing. Oh yeah, everything the it, everything that I've been waiting for. And so Goku jumps up on a hill and he's like, "Time to do my, you know, time to do something. I got this fucking trump card, whatever he says." And he puts his fucking hands up in that very you know memorable way of the spirit bomb and everybody's given energy you know not not everyone not none of the gods did it and it's funny no everybody was speculating about the the omni kings the omni gods doing it the spirit bomb no doing the energy giving oh energy, but they didn't do that interesting i didn't even know that was a possibility so uh you know go that would have been fucking crazy See, but I know, see see but the, from what we know about it before is that the spirit bomb only works on it evil like because when Goku did it against Vegeta, they said, and it was going towards Gohan, he was like, you can block it, you're good, you have pure heart, you know what I mean? So we don't know if Jiren's evil. As far as we know, he's part of that justice group, so he's not a bad guy. Right. So I don't know how it would have worked anyway, but... There it is right there. Yeah. So Goku blasts the spirit bomb at him, a pretty fucking large one, <clears throat> and Jiren, and it hits him, and everybody's like, fuck yeah, it's done. But nope, Jiren comes up with it, and he fucking pushes it right back. And then Goku transforms us into blue... Starts pushing it back a little. They have a quite a. It's quite a long battle here with the spirit bomb. 
I'm glad, man. I'm glad they got right into it. Like, they didn't wait very long between, like, the battle with 3 Brienne. Yeah, I'm glad. And then yeah. all of a sudden, like, it was just like, all right, Goku versus Jiren, let's fucking do this. So he throws a spear bomb, and then they're battling with it, and Goku goes blue and with Kaioken and still doesn't have enough to push back. And Jiren finally pushes it back hard enough, and he turns it into this little black fucking black hole-looking thing. And Goku, like, just passes out kind of into it, and it just blows up. Boom. It was crazy. A yeah. huge fucking crater that thing caused. And even the fucking, uh, the fucking, uh, the angel, fucking goddamn, the grand priest, he's like, this is not good. And then he puts <laughs> up like a barrier between him and Omni King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even he was a little worried. Oh, man. I love it. And then so Goku is seemingly vaporized. Out. And even Beerus is like, fuck. <laughs> because if Goku got defeated in that, there's no way, you know what I mean? Nobody else is going to stand a chance. Right. So, you know, they go and. At one point, Ribriano tried to attack Goku from behind, but Vegeta stopped that real quick. And then, so everybody's like, oh, Goku's vaporized. And right before the Omni King's about to touch the fucking. Right before he's about to touch Goku, you just see this boom. And the rocks start fucking rising. Yes. Oh, these goosebumps, man. It's happening right here. And Beerus is like, his eyes turn blank. And he, like, closes his eyes and he opens them. He's like, he's here. He's coming. He's coming. <laughs> and then Goku, boom! Fucking big ass energy blast into the sky, dude. Fucking crazy ass transformation. Did we, dude, you were doing an exceptional job at narrating this as it's <laughs> happening without even really realizing. And so he fucking, you know, he so he, you know we've been seeing this. It, people called it the Godbreaker mode or whatever, but we learned that it is the Ultra Instinct. Oh yes, which I believe has to do with he. Look how dope that shit looks. That's so cool. He has like the black hair with the like the silver and blue aura with the silver eyes, and he moves in the way like they said it perfectly in the show. He's like he's not moving like Goku normally moves like. I could notice that too, like the way he's moving. It was very natural. I'm trying to get out of the way, but that's the natural instinct thing, the ultra instinct. He doesn't need to think. I think that's what. I think Jiren has this ability. Jiren. Remember, oh yeah. Remember in the beginning when he was throwing those rocks, mm-hmm. and then everybody else was moving out of the way. That God was doing that, and then Jiren just didn't. Right. Like he knew, but and so Goku also got this ability, and it fucking blew the gods away. They're like, fuck, even gods of destruction have a hard time coming, getting this. Like, right. You know, this is not an easy thing to accomplish. So and the wonderful thing about the Saiyan's body is that it adapts. It learns. And it gets stronger with battle, defeat. You know, and this, this is where the battle gets crazy. Even Dis, Dipso, Dispo. Dispo, yeah. And Topo come in at Goku, and he, like, blocks him with one hand and just throws him aside. And, like, he j- j- fucking Topo does his weird fucking finger blasting. And the way Goku dodges it, he just, like, turns and, like, walks away from it. Yep. Like, it was just, like, a perfect. Like, he couldn't even hit him, and he was barely moving. Vegeta's like, God damn it, what's happening, Kakarot? And then so, and then J- Jaren puts up and says, stop. You know, don't, I don't need your help. And so Goku fucking goes in, and they start fighting. And this this fight was just crazy, man. They were next level shit. Oh, like, yeah. Like, God of Destruction level. And then we learn... That we start saying, that's when he starts saying about the fucking, the ultra instinct. And he says something about how Jiren, he's like, I did mention that there was a mortal stronger than a god of destruction. And I I guess the rumors were true. And that like, pretty much clarifies that Jiren is that warrior. That's crazy. Yeah. And they said, it, well, that one guy straight up was just like, it is Jiren. Like, I was like, fuck. And like, even Be- Beerus is like shocked at this fight. They're like, everybody's shocked. Even like. The gods that aren't participating are watching. They're like, man, he's like, I didn't think the mortals this strong were going to be part of this fucking fight, man. Like, 
Yeah, man, it's it is ridiculous. Right there is where he name drops it. Ultra Instinct, and then fucking the clown god is starting to get a little bit worried. He like he's like pulling on his hair. He's like, fuck. He's like, God, this should not be happening. He's like, how could he have accomplished these fucking sayings? And then, um, yeah, like I said, the Grand Priest is intrigued. And so they start fighting harder. You know, shit goes crazy. Like those little, you know, when you, when they, we've seen it since the beginning of Dragon Ball Z. It's the fucking little blast waves in the sky when they're fighting. But it's like all of them at once. Like it's the, the fighting has to be going so fast. People, these people should not be able to be keeping up with this. And Goku just looks like a different person. And finally, oh, that scene is so beautiful, man. When he just comes in his face. Oh, when he comes he in his face. When he like comes to his <laughs> face. <laughs> he doesn't come in Jiren's face. That scene is so beautiful, man. Well, he's just like right there. The then, money shot. And then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the go- the fight starts coming to an end. Uh, Goku. Start. He seemed. You can see him wavering a little bit. I saw. I noticed it immediately. Like his eyes went black, and then they went silver again. Like right there. Yep. Oh. And they're fighting. You know, hard. And Topo. We haven't really seen Jiren power up yet, quite either. But he took a hit from Goku. Goku fucking blasted him. And Goku goes in with a fucking super fucking fast punch. Boom! Fucking Jiren blocks it with one fucking hand, just like his palm. He goes, "You seem to have reached your limit." And he fucking blasts Goku away. Goku detransforms. And that was the end of the fight. But Goku was not out. And at this exact moment, Hit runs in and fucking takes the opportunity to fucking attack Jiren. But Jiren blocks that. He's like looking up at Goku and blocks Hit's fucking hit like this. Yeah. Blocks Hit's hit. <laughs> it was it was really, really cool. And then Goku, so Goku's laying there. Vegeta's talking. What, what fuck was that, Kakarot? And he's like, I don't even know, Vegeta. And Vegeta's like, fucking awesome. And then like they're looking at, they see Hit attack him. And then Goku, and then Vegeta looks and Goku is gone. And then we see at the very end, we see Frieza looking at Goku laying on the ground. He said, this is kind of reminiscent of our fight on Namek. And he, like, he has like an energy blast pointing at, at Goku. He's going to heal him? I think he's going to give him energy like Goku gave him energy. Yeah, that makes sense. And Frieza had to have realized. He go- Even Frieza gave power to the, energy, to the spirit bomb. Yeah. <laughs> he, would just, he, would just, what, he said something like, well, I'll be, or whatever, <laughs> you know. Well, butter my butt and call me Biscuit. Yeah, that's what Frieza said, word for word. <laughs> <laughs> so it, that it was everything I wanted, man. Go, so Goku's not out. So we know that Goku is probably going to adapt and be able to get to this form again. And I believe we're going to see a much crazier fight between him, him and Jiren once again. Because I don't think Hit's going to defeat Jiren. There's no way. Yeah, I don't think if Goku could defeat Jiren in that form, Hit's not going to fucking be able to do it. Jiren didn't take any damage, so it's not like he's weakened. Yeah, not at all. And then you they even I mean? said that he could still power up further. Yeah, he never did, really. I know. <coughs> so That's crazy. But the trailer for the next episode is Hit. Hit seems to be doing okay. I mean, yeah. That time skip thing is very awesome. And he does it. He does grow, too, while he's fighting. You know, he, yeah. He adapts. So, you know, he could, you know, he has the potential, potentially. <laughs> to, potential, to potentially. But I don't know. I think Jiren's gonna come out on top. But he seems, you know, he seemed to be doing better than Goku was doing in that trailer. So I guess we'll see. But man, fuck yes. So uh, I can't wait to see that episode with Sean Shemmel's voice. Yeah, dude, I love Hit Man. Oh, Sean Shemmel's voice. Yeah, dude, I want to see that shit in English. Yeah, I still want to see Hit's English voice too. Yeah, pretty soon we're gonna have a Hit Funko Pop. Yeah, buddy. So listen, my. I feel my my nerd willpower faltering. Why? Well, because the last Jedi trailer just dropped, and my Facebook is blowing the fuck up. 
Are you gonna watch it? I don't. I don't. I really, really want to. <coughs> then watch it. I'm just not gonna watch Infinity War. And, uh, yeah, Infinity Wars. <sighs> I made Aaron Dwyer promise me that he wouldn't watch it, but then the Star <laughs> the Star Wars one. Yeah, and you're sitting here about to watch it. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I really want to watch it. I really I'm sure do. You do. So do I. Like, this is this is this is what's happening. I'm I'm reading this for you, word for word. I get this thing from from our good buddy Jeff Zelinsky. He was on one episode, and he he tags a lot of us. I don't know if he, I don't know if he tagged you, but he tagged a bunch no. of people. Just like yo, this is where we can watch the trailer, and then Aaron Aaron very reluctantly says, "I'm really trying not to watch it, but the dark side is strong." And uh, he goes, so, "Well, since when do you not watch trailers?" And I said, "That's our fault." I said, "I've been trying to tell Aaron not to watch it," and uh, <laughs> he agreed simply. And he said, "What is this? Some kind of Jedi conditioning?" And it so this trailer is supposedly extremely spoiler ridden. Yeah, that's usually what trailers do. I mean, yeah, but like this one specifically, like even 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 so, we said before that like the director didn't want us to watch it, and he said he came out again he said today. It's so good, he said it's really good, but it's extremely like there's a lot of shit that happens in the trailer, and then all these other people underneath it are just like, oh my god, watch it, and then Jeff said, okay, wow, I need to let that one sink in again oh. before I watch it again, and I'm like, shit, <laughs> and then he said. There could be something really bad that happens. Or he goes, hey, well, first he says, I want Kylo Ren's spaceship. And then he said, there could be a really terrible, terrible thing that happens. Shit. Is Kylo going to kill Luke? I don't know. Um, maybe we'll just watch it. <laughs> I don't really care that much. I've already watched on a trailer. so I'm I know, gonna, I know. All right. I'm not going to watch a trailer ever again. No trailer. I'm so tired of watching trailers and going to the movie and, and all the awesome shit haven't already been. In the trailer, yeah. It's the Spider-Man Homecoming uh, incident all over again. Yeah, pretty much everything that was cool in that movie was already seen. So, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see We'll see where it goes before the end of this episode. But let's, let's talk. Let's get swifty, Lane. Get swifty. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's time. Squat down and shit. What, I, can't, I can't even remember. Sh- shit on the floor. So, <laughs> show me what you got. So to, I'm gonna open this up with y- years ago. I don't know, years ago, a couple years ago, when the show started, it was on season one. My friend Jeremy in Oklahoma told me he goes, "You got to watch this show." I was like, "What show?" He goes, "Rick and Morty." I love it, but he loves all shows like that. He likes like Squidbillies and fucking stupid shows. And I was like, and so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll you know I'll try it. And then so I fucking watched the first episode halfway through. I'm like, this is fucking retarded. <laughs> so I just didn't watch it. And then so year, a couple years pass, and now it's fucking half a sound. It's just exploded. Like I never would have guessed this fucking stupid ass show that I couldn't fucking stand that first time I tried and made it so big. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now it's fucking this is one of the biggest shows out there. And it's it's insane. And my my story is very similar. Like I don't even know who told me to watch it. You know, it's this sh- told you to watch it. Well, I probably just told you how gay it was. Well, yeah, it, it, the show became so ensconced in pop culture, and then, <coughs> and then, yeah, you and I, you know, you would be like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I don't even remember if you told me like, hey, I watched this show, it's shitty, don't fucking watch it, it's gay, or whatever. But some, somehow, I ended up watching the first episode too, and I fucking was the same way. I was like, this is fucking stupid, man. Like, I, it was bad. Even I, like, hardcore fans like his brother and our buddy of ours, uh, 
didn't fuck. They were like, yeah, this episode sucks. You got to get past that one. I was like, oh, well, you can say that about any show, really. See, but like, I feel like if I went back and watched it now, it might not be as annoying to me because I've watched the whole series already. Maybe. It was still dumb. I mean, there are, after I took the initial, the first ever dive, I was like, I watched the full episode, was like, I'm never watching that again, and I will never watch Rick and Morty. And then there's a lot of things that happened in in, in had his period, and then he decided to start watching it. <laughs> well, no. So I had my brother constantly at, telling me, he you know, he carries around this Rick and Morty lanyard. He, he's always talking about how great it is and all this shit. And then... Oh, and then there's uh, two dudes at work that I work with that are like, dude, you got to watch Rick and Morty. You'll love it. I know you'd love it. And I'm a major Back to the Future fan. Like, I love that shit. And I know that it's like a weird satire on Doc and Marty. Like, and I I knew this, and I've been told this over and over again. And then... um, You just ran out of shit to watch? Pavo Sings Live reviews our show. Who? That's his, that was the username. Oh, he told Pavo he sings live, yeah. and he says, "You know, one of you know, I, you know, what a great show." Um, he's entered for the contest, by the way, and he says one of one of the the hosts sounds like Rick from Rick and Morty, and and I was like, interesting. And I sent it to Lane. He goes, "Which one sounds like Rick?" You know, we weren't sure. Anyway, long story short, the next day, this fucking weird ass video shows up on my brother's Facebook feed. It's a remix of Mr. Meeseeks. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how sometimes shit can stay at the top of your feed for days and days because people keep commenting on yeah. it or liking it? So this sits at the top of my feed because it's my brother's thing for day. It taunts me. So I finally just, I'm like, eh, I'll watch it. I was taking a shit. I figured I'd watch it. Ah. <laughs> uh, Probably the longest five days of my life, man. It was just stuck in my head. I couldn't stop singing it, man. I was like walking around that wedding with it stuck in my goddamn head, man. I was like, fuck. But, I mean, I had started. So, it was still stuck in my head, but I had started Rick and Morty prior to that uh, by one day. And then, and I liked it. I was like, I made it through three three or four episodes. And then I drunk. I waited till Lane was wasted. It was pretty wasted. Before I was like, dude, I have a confession. It was the night before their wedding. Yeah. So I have a confession to make. I like Rick and Morty. And you were like, really? <laughs> and, you know, and I wasn't, I wasn't like trying to be preachy. I didn't want you to like, oh, you weren't go and watch it. You know what I mean? But, you know, eventually I just couldn't stop. Like I, you know, I ended up binging the whole fucking thing really fast. And I grew to absolutely love the show. Like more so than I ever thought that I would because I go all in. And then I ended up, I fucking have like I own three fucking Rick and Morty Funko Pops. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's already over thirty dollars in merchandise that I have, and we I don't have a Mister Poopy Butthole. Yes, we do. We have a weaponized Rick. And a bald Morty. No, that's Satan. <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> we have a Mister Meeseeks. I want a Jerry because I love Jerry. That won't be out for a month yet or two months, but we'll it. we'll get them. I want the whole fucking goddamn collection of them. I'm so I'm like obsessed. I, I could live without the sister. I don't like her at all. I mean, yeah, she's I, annoying to me. But if you're gonna have them all, you know, do they even make like little fucking Lego? Well, I just mean sets? without in the show. Like I don't like the character. Yeah, she's, she's weird. Stupid. But it is what it is. I guess it's the whole nuclear family thing. But yeah, but, but yeah, that's the story of how we grow grew to love it and the natural progression of things. And the way that my life goes nowadays is that I ended up liking the show, and then I see I sought out a podcast, 
So I found Interdimensional RSS, and I've sort of been binging their show from the start. Now I, you know, now I know what they know and all that good shit. And it, Jesus, man, it's a good thing nobody else has to use that. Ew. <laughs> You're some. You're opening the portal to the to the fart friends. Fart wenching. What? The moon men. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I love that episode. You getting tips of Rooney? What? You tips of Rooney? Oh yeah. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go ahead and move right into it. Now, I was initially gonna say something about the pilot. There are two <laughs> scenes from the pilot that do make me laugh every time I see them, regardless of how much I was hating shut the us in your rectum, Morty. You shut us in your rectum, Morty. Morty, hey, Morty, you got to shut us in your rectum, Morty. Well, that is bullshit. He says Morty so fucking much, it's ridiculous. But there is one specific scene at the very beginning, right when they get to the planet, <laughs> when there's like a giant uh, whatever, and he was just like, he's like, Morty, run. I don't know what the fuck that thing is. Run. I've never seen anything before in my entire life. And I fucking, I was like, whoa. Because well, like so- right to, right to, to, to preface that, <laughs> he fucking says, like he's like he says something similar to like I know this planet like the back of my hand and then that big thing shows up he goes holy fuck I don't know what that is let's go run, run. I've never seen that thing before my goddamn life more let's run, run, run and I was like Wah! that was very funny and then there's another scene shortly thereafter when when he's bitching he's like he's like Morty what what else are you gonna see that this is a beautiful planet in another fucking dimension like he's like I mean look at that thing right there that thing defies all logic what is that thing it's and like, like <laughs> it just like rolls away and I'm like what the fuck I just love how he says look 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 that thing defies all logic it like does. it does but it's just so fucking funny like it's very interesting so yeah and then we move into like episode two where with his dog like Lawnmower dog. Jerry's like, uh, Jerry, like, dog like pees in the house, and Jerry's like, rub, rubs his nose in it, and Morty's like, no, no, don't fucking do that. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Rick, I know you have something that I can make this dog fucking smart. And he's like, I'll be right back. And he fucking goes and gets this fucking thing. He's like, <laughs> put on the dog, and he'll do what you say. And the dog develops a fucking intelligence and builds himself a fucking mecha suit and builds other smart boxes for dogs. And they take over, kind of. <laughs> they do. I mean, like they're like uh, he's like I don't like snuffles. I am now snowflake, snowball, snowball. Because I am white and fluffy. <laughs> I just uh, it's genius. And then this uh, same episode is the Inception thing with uh, Scary Terry, which uh, I initially didn't like either, but he's not as bad as I thought. It's like a take on fucking Freddy Krueger. Oh, bitch. He says bitch a lot too. <laughs> it's bitch, and then like they're like in class in his dream. He's like, he's like, what do you say when you're in the cemetery chasing? He's like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you can run, but you can't hide. And he's like, well, they keep saying that we can't run and we can't hide. So let's try hiding. And then like, looking, like he's like running around looking. He's like, and he like opens the trash can. And he's like, Wah! he's like, fuck. <laughs> Apparently, you can't hide. Like, it's funny, and then he, he has like a fucking Freddy Krueger family. <laughs> And he's like, you don't take your work home. And he's like, I know, I'm sorry. So like, they incept his brain, and then they go and fucking... And his son's name was Scary Brandon. Scary Brandon, yeah. And Rick's like, after a little bit of scary coitus, they'll, they'll be asleep. <laughs> Can accept their dreams. So the fucking... So the, yeah, so they take over, and then they the puppies... Well, the dogs <clears> end up <throat> getting sent to another planet, another dimension or whatever, to run that planet. So they no longer have a dog. <laughs> 
This is a post credit scene back in Scary Terry's class. The old teacher has been replaced by Scary Glenn, a hippie drum player. Rick and Scary Terry are sitting in the students, or at his students, as his students, sorry, smoking marijuana, satisfied with the change. Yeah, I didn't know that there was a extra scene <laughs> until after a couple episodes. Right, right. It's okay. So we move on to Anatomy Park, which is a uh, a uh, Jurassic Park parody of yeah uh, Jurassic Park and Fantastic Voyage. And I guess know, the, the same writers from uh, Community do this episode, this show. Yes. Well, the one guy. Yeah. What's his name? Dan, Dan Harmon. So that episode was interesting. They like. He brings this hobo in that looks like Santa Claus, and he's like, "I'm just trying to save his life." And like, he's like, "Ricky, you're gonna need you to go in him, Morty." I was like, "What? <laughs> I need you to go in him." And he like sends him in there like a fucking magic school bus shit. Pirates of the Pancreas. Yeah, and he's like that was like his ride and shit. <laughs> he's super sensitive about it. I love it. It's so funny. That episode was interesting. Uh, M Night Shyamalan's is the uh, is the virtual reality one. Yeah, those simulations. The, the episode is ridiculous. This is a simulation in a simulation in a simulation. <laughs> Didn't expect that, did you, Rick? I just love how Jerry just ends up there with no, <laughs> like, they no never means. Explain. They no. never explain. He just is there, and he's like, and like, like he goes to his job interviews, and they're always like, "Yes." He goes, "Eat apples <laughs> or something." He's like, oh, say she said it was like got milk, but it's not." And everybody in the whole world is just like glitching. Yeah, like okay, but he just like glitches into his desk. <laughs> yeah, and like, oh, he's like like Jerry. Like at the end, he like walk, walks into his office, and the guy's like walking into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> the guy like turns around, and he doesn't question it. My man, like the mailman. The mailman just like oh yeah, glitches into the tree. <laughs> and he was like walking, talking on the phone, and like he passed like three people, like this one lady, a black mailman, and this other guy. And like as he's walking, he's passing the same three people. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna go home and make love to my. Well, he like calls Beth, and he's just like, my penis is as erect as a lighthouse, or some weird shit. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna come home and show it to you. So like, Rick finally he games the aliens by giving them a fake recipe for because they want to know how to make what is portal not not the portal gun. Oh, it's like matter. the dark matter. Yeah, the aliens send Rick and Jerry on their way, and their ship explodes as they prepare the concoction. <laughs> it was just like a, Rick's fucking smart man. Rick is a beast. In this post-credit scene, Jerry is fired on the spot after debuting his new advertising slogan for apples in the real world. At night, a drunk Rick enters Morty's room, starts showing appreciation for him, but quickly turns on him with a knife and demands to know if Morty is a simulation. Rick then apologizes before passing out. <laughs> He's like, are you a simulation, you son of a bitch? <laughs> so then the next episode is good old Me Seeks and Destroy. So after killing deadly enemies in an alternate dimension, Morty complains that Rick's adventures are too dangerous. This leads them into a Jack and the Beanstalk type adventure. This episode got me the, my first laugh out loud moment. Uh, there's a little bit, there's a there's a tiny story there, but anyway, this leads them to a Jack and the Beanstalk type adventure where Morty is in charge. He decides to steal the giant's treasure and give it to the villagers. The giant dies by accident. Rick and Morty are judged by or judged for murder, but are <laughs> it's like by giant, ultimately like, acquitted. It's like almost like they're like at this jack and they run up his house and he has like a fucking giant family and there's like a giant courtroom. <laughs> they're like sitting, they're like sitting on books to those giant police officers and they're like, and he's like, it was like great fucking a great fucking adventure, Morty. And then he's like, I don't even have my fucking portal gun, Morty. He's like, like now we're being fucking tried for murder. Like, <laughs> I love it. And then so then they they end up leaving. 
And uh, by getting, <laughs> you've never the one the lawyer walks in. He's like, fee fi fo fum, like whatever. He's like, I'm just trying to be giant. Like fee fi fo innocent or something like that. He said a weird. He's like, that was a pun on giants. We say stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, he like gives this. Uh, the family, you know, Jerry and them, this box, and he says, you pull out, a, you press the button, a Meeseeks comes out, you give it a simple task, and it does it. Something, more, more something like mow the lawn. Yeah. And then it disappears, and it dies, and it, you it, know, it, it, sto- that. it stops existing. <laughs> yeah, and it's good. They want that. And so, of course, they fucking, you know, the sister, I can't remember her name. Summer. Summer has, has one. Ask it something. The wife does. And then Jerry's like, I want you to take two strokes off of my golf game. <laughs> And Jesus, this list turns into something. <laughs> Some fucking shit, man. So the one he has really trouble doing it because he's getting golf is infuriating. So yeah. he's like, just he's like, keep your shoulders straight and keep your feet squared apart. He's like, what is it? My fucking which one? He's like, fucking both. <laughs> so then, like the Meesteek pushes the button to get another Meesteek to help, and tells him to help him to help him, and then it just leads into a fucking bunch of Meesteeks, and they're fucking losing their mind. <laughs> Can't get this guy to do it, and then like Jerry like gives up, and the Meeseeks like fucking show up at and like so like at, well, at one point they're like in a having like a council, <laughs> and the Meeseeks I've been here for two days, and he looks fucking old and shit, <laughs> and then like one Meeseeks is like all right old man, like <laughs> it's just so funny to me. I just think it's funny that like if we get back to the task at hand, Meeseeks don't have to exist this long. It's getting really weird. <laughs> it's getting really weird. <laughs> And oh man, it just cra- and they all start like killing you. They're like, I just want to die. Like we all just want to die. Like, <laughs> like kill him. <laughs> and then so like they end up at a restaurant, and then the Meeseeks go to the restaurant like with guns, like threatening. He's like, you fucking are gonna do this, or we're gonna kill this bitch. <laughs> and then so like Jerry, and then like his the wife, lady like, that they have hostage is like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And so like Jerry goes out there with a fucking rod and a fucking onion or something, and like smashes it into a pot. <laughs> And then, like, all of them disappear. Boop, 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 boop. And, like, one Meeseeks left. He goes, I'm a literal Meeseeks. Stickler. I'm a stick. I'm a sort of a stickler, Meeseeks. He's <laughs> like, how's your short game? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, wee. <laughs> Look at me. As, uh, I'm Mr. Meeseeks. Look at me. That's <laughs> so weird. I'm Mr. Meeseeks. Look at me. No, so so I was as I was watching this episode, I right as, like, right before <laughs> Rick and Morty are going down like they're descending the giant stairs and like they realize that they're fucking humongous like it's going to take them forever to get down there as they climb down the first step there's like a little tavern <laughs> inside the step and he's like he's like see there, see rick look look there's like a little tavern right there so we're gonna go in there and they go in there's like a bunch of like stair people little steps yeah. like e- eating in there anyway <laughs> so at this point i was watching it on hulu and i i i got kicked off hulu for some reason <laughs> I don't know why my Xbox just like brought me back to my home screen. No, no questions asked. So I was it's like, because eh. you have an Xbox, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I, I knew that this episode was on YouTube, like, and it was like in six parts or whatever, and I was on like part four. So I was like, I'll finish it on YouTube. I don't really care because I thought maybe you were watching Hulu and it was just being weird or some shit. Yeah, I'm not sure. And it was the last episode, so I was going to go to bed anyway. So when you watch it on Hulu, it's uncut, and I was not expecting it at all. And there's like right whenever they walk in that little tavern, they see all these people, and then and then there's like a dude sitting, like a chair guy sitting at the at one of the booths, and Rick walks up to him and goes, "What are you looking at, motherfucker?" And I was like, ah! "I fucking died, dude!" I was like, "What the fuck?" It's so funny. It made me laugh so hard. It always it always takes me off it. 
like when I'm watching a Family Guy on Hulu, <laughs> and they say like "fuck you, Peter," I'm like, "Wow!" I always forget that they do that. It's, it's almost, and I, I I likened it to the uh, when you when you watch Netflix. Yeah, when you watch, it's always sunny in Philadelphia the whole way through. Like on Netflix, if you're binging it, and you have no idea that you're about to see uh, the most profane episode, and which is the Christmas episode. Yeah. You have, it, that never aired on FX, but you Look as a binger... Look out, faggot. That's not that episode, but that's no. funny. <laughs> you as a binger have no idea that you're about to experience this, and then like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just happens. You know what I mean? And Dennis says something like, like oh, fuck you, and you're fat ass. And you're like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, that's fucking crazy. So I, I liken it to that, because when I first watched that, I blew my fucking mind, and then... We also can't forget, in this music's episode, that fucking Morty almost was raped by a jelly bean. Voiced by Tom Kenny, yeah. He was raped almost. <laughs> Just let this happen. And he's like grabbing like pulls him into the bathroom. <laughs> Morty's like horrified and like smashes his head in this in the fucking And they were like on a quest, like a Dungeon Dragons type quest. They go to the villages <laughs> and they needed money. And at the end they give them some money and they realize that the king like our king wants to thank you personally and <laughs> it was that fucking rapist jelly bean and fucking somebody shoots him. Rick does. Rick like blasts him with pieces. He comes right back out the portal with just a gun. So and then that leads to the post-credit scene. Is the two villagers find a box of incriminating photos belonging to King Jellybean, which they burn to preserve the king's legacy as a benevolent, benevolent ruler. You can keep talking if you want. Okay, so then we're gonna move right into Rick Potion number nine. It says Morty is interested in going to uh, the dance at school with his classmate Jessica, so he asks Rick for a love potion. However, because Jessica has the flu. Uh, the potion becomes airborne and goes haywire, causing not only her, but the whole population of Earth to fall for Morty. Um, say, or safe for, you know, except for blood relatives, of course. Uh, Rick attempts to fix the fix up an antidote, but he fails twice, ultimately causing all humans affected by the love potion to turn into mutated monsters called Cronenbergs, a reference to the famous director of body of horror films, David Cronenberg. Meanwhile, Jerry visits Beth at her workplace while she while he is concerned about her fidelity, and they find Summer later. Rick and Morty then migrate to another dimension where the duplicates died soon after successfully curing all of Earth, thus allowing Rick and Morty to assume their roles. So yeah, this is a almost a, I guess it's rather pivotal in in the Rick and Morty universe that that this happens. Like they 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 legitimately show like. They fucked the world up with this virus that that Rick causes. How? With the Cronenbergs, with the flu, like the love potion and the flu. Oh yeah, they turn everybody into like Morty loving. He's like it's hundred percent foolproof, Morty. And then as he's like, unless she has the flu. Yeah. Uh, and they they legitimately turn everybody into like Morty loving praying mantis creatures. And like, then yeah, this is a praying mantis. This is the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> opposite of a vole. Ow. So that everybody, like, if, if it was, a, they'd be like, "I want to fuck you and kill you, Morty." Like shit, like that. It's like, what the fuck? So it spreads across the entire world. Like even like, yeah, in like Korea, they're like, "I want Morty's penis." Like, <laughs> that was weird. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, um, very pivotal because, uh, so they like you know, so the shit's going down, and then like they leave that universe and they find another one. Like Rick finds one that's closest to it, right where they're about to die, and so like their two selves blow up, 
in some accident and then Rick and Morty show up and they bury them old selves and now they take their place. Right. So it's still their family, but it's the di- a different family. So now all of a sudden they're living with different people. I, I I like this episode a lot because there's there's a lot of things like toward the end when when Morty gets really pissed at Rick. And he's just like he's like look what you did Rick. Blah blah blah. He's like me Morty, me. He's like He's like, all I wanted you to do was hand me a fucking screwdriver, and all you wanted to do was get laid. <laughs> yeah, and all you wanted to do was get laid. So this is your fault. Like, <laughs> I just love how arrogant he is. It's so funny. You say the thing about when he's like, "We need your DNA," and he like started pulling his pants on. He goes, "This isn't Game of Thrones. I just need a hair." <laughs> he's like, "Just one of your hairs, Morty. This isn't Game of Thrones." I love it. So moving on to yeah. So then, like we said, this episode is pivotal because they they die in this timeline, and then and then. You know, it comes up more more often than not. You like say you, the post credit scene already? No, I didn't see. I didn't see that. Jerry and Beth some are happy to stay together as the only normal human family in the post-apocalyptic mutated, mutated world. Because Rick, which I like it, because they explain things enough to where you're like, what the like? It's not everything. Like how Jerry ended up at that fucking virtual reality thing or whatever. Right. But they explain enough. He's like, it doesn't affect people with your same DNA. Yes. So that's how they stay normal. And I'm glad that Rick and Morty are gone. Two Cronenberg versions of Rick and Morty come from Cronenberg world <laughs> to live there as well because their home was inhabited by Cronenbergs all along which are accidentally transformed into normal people which is <laughs> <Just> fucking weird <laughs> alright so this this episode here um, the guys over at uh, uh, interdimensional RSS said on their show that this this episode is what is one that they always recommend no I'm sorry not this one raising the Zorp, Zorp. not this one that's the I'm one where sorry. Summer works at that fucking place right no. Oh, no, never mind. No, uh, well, wh- whatever one is the one with the TV is the one that oh, yeah. that I was going to say. But, yeah, Raising the Zorb Zorb. So, um, in a pawn shop in space, Rick buys Morty a sex robot. Soon after, the robot conceives Morty's alien hybrid child. At this point, it's probably the most weirdest fucking episode. Oh, oh definitely. Because, like, during the episode, like, Rick, Morty's, like, upstairs, and they're eating dinner, and you just hear him fucking this thing. <laughs> And the whole family's like, "Are we just gonna ignore this?" And he's like, "He's a teenager." She's like, "What? Ignore puberty?" Yeah. And so like, and like you know, he comes down, takes like a huge drink or something. He goes, "I'll be back upstairs." And like, he goes, "And he hears fucking him fucking this fucking fuck doll." And he like runs back. He's like, "Rick, I need you at once." Right. And then he goes upstairs, and it's a ball flying around. And yeah, and it, it it basically just gives birth to a, a hybrid child, half Gazorp Zorp, half Morty. <laughs> Who he names Morty Junior. Oh, Rick's like Rick's like, please don't name it. He's like, I'll call you Morty Junior. Junior. He's like, like, fuck you, named it. it. <laughs> so Rick and Summer go to the sex robots planet of origin, uh, Gazorpazorp, to find better suited parents for Morty Junior. After discovering that the uh, Gazorpazorpian females are the dominant gender on the planet, Rick and Summer learn that the males of the species mature only day in only days and are by nature extremely violent. Morty Jr.'s quick aging teaches Morty about parenting. So in a post-credit scene, Morty Jr. goes to talk goes to a talk show about a book he wrote called My Horrible Father, <laughs> which has become very successful. Who? What cameo was in that show? It was somebody. It was like a like weird... Stephen King or some weird... I don't remember. Somebody like... It was an author. He goes, I put my violent rages... He's like, I'm always thinking about rape and murder. He goes, but I put mine in the book. Yeah, I, I can't remember who it was. Oh, it was the guy that wrote Marmaduke. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And Morty's like, I don't see that from this comic. <laughs> Marmaduke. That's so weird. So now Rick's this D is minutes. the episode. We're getting to Rick's D minutes. Is this it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. This is. They said that they, 
that they recommend this episode to get people into Rick and Morty who might not be interested in it, but I don't know if that would do that for me if I watched this episode first. I don't know. There's a lot of, like... Weird shit. It's a lot of, like, Family Guy-style humor, because Family Guy often will depend on, like, TV TV parodies yeah. to do things, but, like, this is all that is, pretty much. But it's good. Like, it's not great, but it's a, it's... This is a good episode. So, like, as the family watches The Bachelor, Rick is dissatisfied with the quality of Earth TV, so he upgrades the cable to show programming from every conceivable dimension. Which is crazy. Eventually, they see Jerry in an alternate reality on TV. The family, minus Rick and Morty, uses Rick's goggles to see through the eyes of their duplicates in the alternate reality where Jerry and Beth have successful lives. They were never married, and Summer was never born because Beth had an abortion. Jerry and Beth in the summer have a heated discussion in which they conclude his family is holding them back, and Beth admits that Summer was an unwanted pregnancy. Summer feels unwanted and plans to run away, but Morty tells her that Rick and themselves came from an altered dimension, as depicted in Rick Potion Number 9, and persuades her to stay. Ultimately, Beth and Jerry discover that their alternate selves are immiserable in their own ways and witness them getting back together, which convinces them that they belong together, too. So, yeah, so we forgot to mention that Morty was absolutely fucking mortified that he had to bury his own dead body. Yeah, very. Like, absolute, and, and then literally assume the role in a world that didn't look any different. That would be fucking like, This is mind- traumatizing. Could you imagine how mind-blowing that would be, really, to do, though? To bury yourself? Like, if we just died right now, and then you showed up, we, me and you showed up through a portal to walk in here. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, I have to sit here and finish this fucking podcast. Hell yeah. That would be crazy. I'd bury myself. To just be nuts, like, just to assume the I'd role that's normal. I'd jerk myself off first. You'd what? I'd give me a hand job first. A dead hand job? Hell yeah. You wouldn't? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know what I would do if that was a situation. It would be I would weird. do so much horrible stuff to your body while you watch. I, I, I <laughs> don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> but like this show, like the shows they were going through were weird. It's like, like they saw something with Jerry on and then he skips next and like he sees like this bear, this teddy bear shooting webs out of its ass. <laughs> And they're like, go back. And he go, and Rick goes back to the teddy bear thing. And he goes, oh, yeah, this is pretty interesting. Where's it going? <laughs> He's like, we're like, like, no, going fucking back. Like, <laughs> and they go back even further to like, just like a dude. He's like, look, a movie about a guy who eats shit. And this dude just like eating shit out of a bowl. He's like, this shit is delicious. Like, and this one lady, she's like, this is a court order saying that you can't eat shit anymore. And they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, man. <laughs> and then there's uh, Ants in My Eyes Johnson. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And the guy who sells real fake doors. Remember that one? No. There's like a dude. He was like, hi, my name is Jimmy Smith or whatever, and I sell real fake doors. You think you're tired of all the real doors in your house? He's <laughs> like, go over to real fake doors and buy a real fake door. He's like, see all these doors? Don't open. They don't open. So you tug on it, they don't open. <laughs> the, shit the, people, the shit that these writers come up with is crazy. And then, like, and then like in the commercial, remember like Rick and Morty both sit down, and they're like, holy shit, what the hell's going on? And then like a the guy gets in his car. Like, the commercial's still going? Yeah, and then he like, goes home. He's just like, yeah, I'm just making a sandwich. And he walks into the next room. He's like, hey, I never left. <laughs> Buy some real fake doors. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, but yeah, then then ball fondlers. That's another one. That's like, I, really, I feel like that's like an A-team knockoff. Yeah. It's really weird. Uh, Ants of My Eyes Johnson is funny as shit. <laughs> I, can't, I literally can't see anything. So uh, the family goes on a, in a post-credit scene. The family goes on a vacation to, into an alternate reality where harm, hamsters live in human rectums that they saw on interdimensional TV. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so next episode, something wicked this way comes. This is the one I was talking about. 
Yeah, so someone works in an antique shop run by the devil, which mm-hmm. gives away items that uh, come with harmful curses. Rick sets up a competitor shop where he uses science to remove the curses. He's like, man, our sales have gone up immensely. <laughs> and then he sees a commercial. Rick's like, if you bought stuff from this shop, I'll come and take off the curse. Like, <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah, because it's all free. Yeah. Um. So the devil is put out of business, and Summer comes. Uh, yeah, Summer helps relaunch the successful dot com company, but he betrays her and keeps the company for himself. Summer and Rick build muscle mass and publicly beat. Yeah, it was the devil. so funny. Like he's like, I have an idea, Morty, and then they start go work out for like months, <laughs> and they show up at like his press conference thing, whatever. He was given like a, a fucking thing, like a uh, fucking yeah, like and, a, uh, assembly. Yeah, something he like changed that. Changed it to like a. It was like Apple. Yeah, it's like a yes man thing. Yeah, pretty much whatever that was. And then he fucking, they like beat the piss out of him. They're like, we did it, Morty. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Meanwhile, uh, Jerry is helping Morty with his homework and says that Pluto is, is a planet. They are abducted by Plutonians. Oh, yeah, this was weird. To, to their planet. And Jerry is mistaken for a scientist. His uh, statements about Pluto being a planet make him instantly popular, but is later revealed to him that Pluto is shrinking due to the corporate plutonium mining. Um, he tells Pluto citizens the truth on a public speech, causing him to be hated and deported back to earth with morty in the post-credit scene rick and summer primarily beat a neo-nazi a bully a member of the westboro baptist church who has been holding an anti-gay sign and an abusive dog owner i don't remember that me neither <laughs> and we got close and close rick counters of the rick kind <laughs> Show's original Rick is wrongly accused of murdering 27 Ricks from an alternate dimension and kidnapping their respective Mortys. The Transdimensional Council of Ricks arrests him and finds him guilty. Upon discovering incriminating evidence, which was actually fabricated to frame him, Rick and Morty escape and are chased by a few duplicates of themselves. The Smith household is flooded with other Ricks. <laughs> fucking simple Rick or whatever. S- doofus Rick? Doofus Rick. Doofus I Jerry love loved them. And uh, uh, develop- Jerry develops a friendship with the good-natured Doofus Rick. <laughs> Like you're friends with Doofus Rick, you realize that guy eats his own poop, right? <laughs> He's like, I don't know, boy. <laughs> the real culprits seem to be an evil Rick and his Morty. They have been using Morty's low intelligence brain waves as a way to conceal themselves. Like they have, like they're like have them on the outside of the ship, and they're like poking them in the ribs constantly with these metal things, which I don't understand. <laughs> Just Why? making them moan. I don't know. It's weird. Man. I don't know. Apparently, the moaning moaning Morty is. Not enough to cloaking. Yeah, it's cloaking. Whatever's <laughs> happening. <laughs> they capture the original Rick and Morty, but the original Morty leads a rebellion of alternate Mortys and releases the original Rick. Rick informs the council about the real killer, thus clearing his own name. After Rick and Morty depart, the council discovers that evil Rick was actually under control by an unknown puppet master, and that was a, he was like a robot, which was evil Morty all along. I thought it was going to be Doofus Rick. Oh yeah, that would have been awesome. But the end of the episode, Doofus Rick. Oh yeah, right there, post credit scene. And Doofus Rick waves from <laughs> waves at uh, Jerry from a window, prompting Rick to make fun of him. Yeah, Rick <laughs> eats his own shit, you know. It's so funny. Season finale of season one. <coughs> Rick'sy Rick'sy business. Rick'sy business. Uh, Jerry and Beth participate in a reenactment of Titanic. Oh yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but the ship unexpectedly fails to sink. It's like, sir, we are not going to sink. We are not going to hit that. And they're like, no, this can't be happening. <laughs> So Jerry spends some alone time with Lucy, a female janitor who eventually proves to be deranged fan of the movie, forcing him to imitate scenes 
with her at gunpoint. She almost raped Jerry. <laughs> yeah, it was funny, dude. <laughs> but Beth saves him. Meanwhile, Rick is left in charge of Morty and Summer, and they have a, hu- a huge party oh, with teenagers, aliens, fucking... alternate Ricks, and Aberdorf Linkler. Aberdorf Linkler, that's <laughs> a... A DNA combination of Adolf Hitler and Abraham Lincoln, uh, not only to make a mess, but to have a whole house ac- is accidentally sent into another dimension where Linkler seemingly dies he actually survives but ultimately the uh guests are sent are, are sent away and the house is returned so it's pl- uh, to its place uh rick and morty and summer have only minutes of sp- uh, to spare before beth and jerry arrive so they use a contraption to freeze time allowing them to repair the house they watch titanic and unanimously agree on how terrible it is so like in this episode like he's like he's like morty we got to get these crystals He's like, and he like leads him to believe that it'll help them get back. Yeah, and like he goes into the mission, gets the crystals where Linkler dies, and they come back where Linkler supposedly dies, and then like he just like snorts him. He's like, yeah, and they do the Rick dance or whatever. <laughs> the fucking put your left foot out, and then you know, and then turn this way, <laughs> and then it was so weird, man. And he gets fucking fucked up on it, and the, so this episode is the first introduction to the wildly popular character Squanchy. Yeah, it's like it says, where can I squanch? He's <laughs> like, wherever you want to squanch. Squanchy party, Rick. And like they he open just the, uses the word squanch as like a verb or like an adjective. They, they open like a closet and he's in there choking himself, jerking off. He's like, what the squanch? <laughs> I'm squanching in here. Yeah. <laughs> he's also voiced by Tom Kenny of SpongeBob. I immediately know. I was like, fuck yeah, it's SpongeBob. Which is crazy. So this is my favorite. The post-credit scene, the giant alien beast things. <laughs> yeah. They repeatedly insert and remove Linkler and, teen- and a teenager from the party in their pussies. <laughs> like it looks like they have like pussy holes and, and they're like, just like what? Like putting them in there and then taking them out and putting them in there and Linkler's like are you actually enjoying this? <laughs> He's like yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. I hope we see Linkler Linkler again someday yeah, in the future. Yeah. Dude, I can't wait for you to finish season 3. It's crazy. Almost there, man. So yeah, that's uh that does it for season 1. We can move right into season 2 here. We Lane just finished that the other last night. All right, so the opening of season one, a rickle in time. Continuing from Rixie business, Rick and Morty spend, or, and Summer spend six months repairing the house and screwing around with time frozen. After unfreezing it, the trio ends up in a decaying dimension. Oh, this episode was fucking crazy. What a premiere. They split into separate timelines whenever they are uncertain about something. Rick becomes paranoid, thinking that his duplicates want to kill him, but eventually he calms down. A monster attempts to arrest them because Rick stole time or stole the time freezing crystal. Rick and Morty and Summer show how, uh, uncertainty on purpose, and they split into 64 timelines. They simultaneously beat the same monster. They successfully integrate the timelines by wearing collars brought by the monster in one timeline. Uh... So Rick attempts to sacrifice himself and let let Morty live by giving him his collar, but ultimately he survives too. Meanwhile, Beth and Jerry hit a deer and bring it into an animal hospital. A hunter claims the deer for his own because he shot it before the accident. Beth is able to save the deer's life and release it. Uh, in the post credit scene, the monster and his friend beat up Albert Einstein, mistaking him for Rick. Uh, they tell him that he should be he should not be messing with time, but this leads Einstein to the famous mass energy equivalents. <laughs> e equals mz squared <laughs> this also has that scene that you called me or you asked me about yesterday with the indian oh, yeah. at the very end <laughs> she was like so she's like she's a horse doctor <clears throat> and she was like helping this deer that they hit <laughs> and so like he like they went to colson creamy and tipped him like 500 bucks or some shit like that because rick gave him a shitload of money because they stole a lot of money from banks while the front time was frozen yeah and uh 
uh, he like, like uh, they were in the veterinary's office, and they take him. He like convinces Cold Stone and Creamy to come in and pretend they're like some like governmental fucking deer saving thing, whatever. I don't fucking know. And, like they go into the woods, and she like saves it, and the deer like hops up and like jumps away towards the woods, and like this Indian just comes out from behind a tree. He like looks at the deer. He goes, gives <laughs> her like a thumbs up, and then walks away. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like that's so random. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Then we get into the next episode, season two, episode two, Morty Night Run. Rick takes Morty on a trip to teach him how to pilot the flying car. And Jerry's there. <laughs> when Rick realizes that Jerry has followed them without being noticed, in the, he's like, holy shit, what are you doing here? He's like, I've been here the whole time. He goes, <laughs> we discussed that he needs his father with him when he's learning to drive. He goes, I don't fucking remember that. <laughs> so he, uh, he leaves him in a daycare specifically designed for Jerry's. From alternate realities, Jerry socializes with other Jerry's. <laughs> so, like, every fucking Rick and Morty, like, they drop their Jerry's off here. It's weird. <laughs> so, some of them left are indefinite. <laughs> it is fucking weird, dude. So some so of them left genius. are indefinitely because their Rick and Morty's never returned. Rick sells an antimatter gun to Crompopulus Michael, an alien assassin who intends to use it to eliminate fart. Like a, ga- a gas thing that has, like, jewels looking things in it. A gaseous being that is held captive by alien authorities. Rick plans to spend the day at Blips and Chits Video Arcade, where they play a game called Roy Ray. Yeah, Roy. It's a fucking weird game, man. It's like you just live a regular dude's life. It's like, like so, like you live and he lived it, and he got cancer, and then he works at a carpet store. It's like you made it to fifty five, and like, like, like you you make it seem like he was in there forever because he's like fucking what the fuck is happening? Like, and he's like you made it to fifty five. He's like you fucking beat cancer and went back to the carpet store, fucking idiot. And like, <laughs> he's like let me play it. Like, oh my God, he's going off the grid. He's taking Roy off the grid. Did you notice the Meeseeks in that episode? No, you asked me that. I did not. But yeah, he's like, this dude's taking Roy off the grid. <laughs> yeah, in the Easter egg, there is a Meeseeks in the back in the background of this episode. Of like, I don't know, some dude summoned it to uh, help play with the game. So after Rick and Morty release Fart, and I love the song he sings to Morty. It's so funny. <laughs> the Moon Men. <laughs> they are chased by the authorities. Fart uses telepathic powers to kill the authorities, which also leads to civilian casualties. Eventually, Morty learns that Fart wants to eliminate all carbon-based life forms and and kills him using the antimatter gun. Rick and Morty team return to pick up their Jerry, but is left unclear whether they got the right one. Breaking news, Aaron caved. Uh, 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 Uh-uh-uh-uh. You watched it? He he said, I watched it. Holy shit. Damn it, we won't have to watch it. We're fucking watching it before we leave. So he fucking... Well, my favorite part, he's like, so, like, Morty kills him knowing that, you know, they were going to really, he's going to go back and tell them to release them all into their universe to kill them all. And so he kills them, and then, like, they're in there, and then Rick's, like, on the flight back. Rick's like, I'm going to, so, you know, we released, he's like, you missed your friend, huh, Morty? He's like, you missed your fucking butt buddy. Like, <laughs> and he's like, uh, and he's like, I'm going to open a portal for all of his fart friends. And Morty's like, you can't do that. No, that's not good. And he's like, I'm going to do it, Morty. He's like, he's like, it's happening. And then he, like, fucking, like, lifts his leg up. He goes, see, they're here, Morty. <laughs> And like I was like, what? It was so funny. Morty's fucking mortified. Morty. F- <laughs> so uh, yeah. So we'll move into uh, autoerotic assimilation. So Rick attempts uh, to loot a damaged oh, spaceship yeah. with Morty and Summer to find Unity. Oh yeah, dude. I was gonna bring this up. Uh, a female hive mind. So Unity is a. Um, Unity is a. It, it, this whole episode is Dan Harmon's makes fun of uh, a community. Really? Yeah, because he got fired and and 
then I brought can't like they brought him back on and then the show got canceled and shit like that. Oh yeah. There's like a scene later in the later in the thing where Rick's like watching TV or whatever and he would just like he was like he's like ha now make them all do it on the do it on the table or whatever and then like it shows like it, it like comes back over and it shows like all of them sitting around a table but they're all like blue people. Oh, I didn't just know. like Community. Huh. And then uh. He's just like, make won't do it. And he goes, now cancel it. Like, it's so funny. Now dude. bring it back. <laughs> yeah, now bring it back. Like, it's just ridiculous. Uh, but, this so yeah. This was weird, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, where the fuck is it? I lost my spot. A hive mind. Rick's ex-lover, apparently. Um, she plans to eventually assimilate the whole universe. Beta 7 is a male hive mind who has a crush on Unity, which she rejects. In a planet completely assimilated by Unity, she and Rick have parties, have sex, and they drink and do drugs together. That sounds wonderful, actually. <laughs> uh, in light of all the uh, revelry, she loses control, and the planet is left messy and un- unattended. Summer finds the assimilation unethical, and so she sends Morty um, witness some of the. Or, yeah, she and Morty witness some of the inhabitants regain their identities and start a race war. Eventually, Unity decides to leave Rick. For her own good. Meanwhile, Beth and Jerry find a secret underground room in a slug like with a slug like monster. The couple has an argument where Jerry makes accusations against Rick. And uh Rick and Beth try to defend her father. Just Beth. Yeah. Oh, Rick against Beth, sorry. Or er, against Rick and Beth tries to defend her father, sorry. Uh the monster reveals that they both <laughs> that they're both correct in their own ways, and Rick's uh, Rick attempts to commit suicide, but he fails because he passes out. He's like, yeah, I came here to eat babies, and Rick stopped me, but he also tried to cure my AIDS so he could weaponize it. <laughs> and he's like, but I'm fucking leaving because you guys are fucking annoying. <laughs> and he's like, and he I like this voice thing. He's like, throws it down, and he leaves and comes back, and I'm taking this with me. It was funny. <laughs> so in a post credit scene, a drunken Rick attempts to contact Unity only to be blocked by Beta 7. Let me get in Total Rickall. I love Total Rickall. It's a fucking great episode. Oh, yeah, man. So alien parasites plant fake memories into the minds of Rick, Morty, Beth, and Jerry in summer and pretend they are friends and family members. Every time the family reminisces about the past, the aliens reproduce. Uh, the family can't distinguish real people from aliens, so they eventually they can't even trust each other. To prevent further spread, Rick locks down the house. At first, the only alien present is the fake Uncle Steve. <coughs> they are soon joined by other aliens. Like, in the beginning, he's like, so he, like, kills Uncle Steve or whatever. At the dinner table, right in the beginning, he's like, "It's like these fucking things are. They do this." And he's like, "If we see any weird characters, he goes, we know that they're not real." And then like, he like this guy walks up, he goes, "Hey, Mister Poopy Butthole," and then like <laughs> it went into the fucking opening scene. I was like, "Oh, you fucking shit!" <laughs> and so they fucking like there was like six of them, and then uh, so so uh, alien. Uh, there's a lot of weird shit. We got the the most expensive Funko Pop from Rick and Morty right now, the unicorn. Yeah, it's pretty goddamn expensive. It's like sixty dollars. So then we got, uh, uh, including Nick Sleepy Gary, who poses as Beth's husband and Jerry's lover, which is fucking weird. They're like making out. It's weird. <laughs> uh, the family bust butler, Mr. Beauregard, Frankenstein's monster, a talking pencil named Pencilvester. That's right. Tinkles the fairy lamb, etc. Mr. Poopy Butthole is an unusual yellow creature who did not appear in any previous episode, but appears to be a longtime friend. Eventually, Morty discovers that the parasites can only create positive memories. Allowing the Smith family to confirm one another's existence and kill all the aliens. Beth mistakes Mr. Poopy Butthole for a parasite and shoots him. And he did not. And like at the end, like at the postcard, Mr. Poopy Butthole goes through physical therapy. Beth is devastated. She like tells him, he's like, sorry for having only positive memories. And it's so funny. <laughs> I love it. Genius. Genius episode. All right. So episode six or five, <laughs> Get Swifty. 
A massive alien head, a Cromulon, appears. <laughs> that is, you guys, these motherfuckers right there. Cromulons. Ding! <laughs> so, let's see. Uh, they appear over Earth, demanding to hear an original song. <laughs> this like shows up and show me what show, you got. Show me what you got. <laughs> uh, so, Rick and Morty improvise, get swifty. And like, apparently all the celebrities... The, the, so the musically inclined celebrities die due to the tremors and shit, except Ice-T. <laughs> <laughs> the whole planet is abducted and forced to participate in a musical talent show where the losers' uh, planets are obliterated. Morty steals Rick's portal gun and leaves him by himself. But Bird Person, I fucking love We haven't talked about Bird Person He's yet. awesome. He's, he's genius, dude. This is a scene where he like goes to Bird Person's home. I talk. I love this scene. And like he's like he's like eating food. He's like, "There's a bowl." He's like, "What is this bird?" He goes, "This is stuff I found out of my carpet." Because I don't know what humans eat. And like that girl was that girl from the party, Tammy. the party episode. She went back with Bird Person. Yeah. And she goes, "You know what I eat, Morty?" And he's like, "Don't be weird, Tammy." And then she goes, "Bird dick." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" So uh, let's see here. Where the fuck did I leave off? Oh, Bird Person persuades him to come back. Uh, Ice-T is an ice alien who does not initially care about Earth. He was like, they lived on Alphabetorius or whatever the fuck the planet was called. <laughs> yeah. Alphabetrium. But he, he literally is just a Alphabetrium. Ice. He's just a block of ice. Yeah, and he's a beast. Yeah, fuck yeah, he's a beast. He like, he like took off out of the fucking building like, pew! <laughs> uh, but later changes his mind and saves the planet. Rick and Morty and the U.S. president win the competition by improvising head bent over. Meanwhile, Jerry, Beth, and Summer enter a religious Mr. cult. Mr. Vagina. Principal Vagina. We haven't mentioned him once. Based on an incorrect interpretation of the message from the Cromulons, movement quickly disbands after realizing it was all a musical talent show. <laughs> In a post credit scene, uh, back at Alpha Batarium, Ice-T's home planet, um, his father rewards Ice-T by lifting his exile and restoring him to his true form, Water T. <laughs> <laughs> the Numbericons attack and Water T rushes to the or out to battle. This is an active or an action movie promo. So weird, man. <laughs> so it is fucking weird. And then this one is the Ricks must be crazy. Rick's flying car won't start, so he investigates the problem. The car's battery contains a miniature universe uh from which Rick had been stealing electricity. He like made a little universe to generate electricity for him, which they also generate for themselves, but it ultimately serves him. Uh, Zeep created it, and so he goes in there, and then they have a scientist named Zeep who created another universe because that's why his battery's not working because they stopped doing what they're doing. But this scientist created a universe <laughs> to do what he was doing. <laughs> yes. And so Rick and Morty and Zeep are left stranded in the third miniature universe as the pilot commands suicide and destroys his ship because he finds out that he was about to do the same thing. <laughs> and so he realizes that he is just a little universe to, to power this guy's universe. And then that, that universe is only to power his car. And uh, Rick and Zeep constantly fight. And they, like, build fucking mecha suits that are, like, straight in the woods. <laughs> it's so weird, man. <laughs> so, except Morty becomes a native chief and forces them to work together to escape. Uh, Rick reveals that Morty can turn into a car if needed. <laughs> like, he's like, you can turn into a car, Morty. He's like, I need you to do it, Morty. And, like, he, like, he's like, you just think about it real hard. I replace some of your DNA. <laughs> and, oh, like, yeah. You can just turn into a car, Morty. <laughs> And then, like, so, like, he fucking, so he's like, oh, never mind, here's a car, here's a taxi, or whatever. <laughs> and so, like, uh, they trap Zeke behind, and they get out, and in the meantime, they live somewhere behind, and they're like, protect her. And this, like, guy walks up, and he, like, 
like is fucking with, like doing something and like the car like fucking slices him in half with lasers and this other guy walks up he goes he was just a he was my daughter's pediatrician <laughs> and like, she's like don't kill him she he goes the car's like okay and then like paralyzes him instead <laughs> and like the army shows up and she goes no more killing and then he does she does this weird like mental thing about like with their kids and then like more army shows up and she goes you can't do anything like this and he goes, i don't know how to protect you you're making it hard summer <laughs> like you know like you can't do this like this and and so he's like, she's like, comes up with a way to finally end it by, because apparently on that universe there was telepathic giant spiders, and she <laughs> came up with a peace treaty. The car came up with a peace treaty to fucking between the police and the spiders. <laughs> so they're like, he's like, what was it? One dead body, two dead bodies for peace between the telepathic spiders, and all this just to get this delicious, the most delicious ice cream in the universe. And so they get to the fucking ice cream store at the end, and the fucking ice cream has flies in it because they had to accommodate for a fucking everybody now. <laughs> and so like, Rick was just pissed. And in a post-credit scene, Morty suddenly turns into a car in class. He like sitting there. He's like, Achoo! and like he fucking like fucking and like fucking just like crushes the guy in front of him. See, it's funny because like that's totally a move the Family Guy would do, but Family Guy wouldn't explain it the way that this show explained it. Right? They would just Peter would just turn into a car. And He'd it be like, be, oh, it's, it can't be worse than that time in class where I killed this student, and then like it would go back and he like turned into a car, killed him, and then it went back. There would be no like preface to it. Right. Like it just—it's very, very interesting the way that I love it. Like because they—they've already prefaced it, and it's—it's it's nice. All right, so Big Trouble in Little Sanchez, this is episode seven. Rick becomes Tiny Rick <laughs> by transferring his mind into a into a teenager clone of himself in order to kill a vampire in Morty Eaton Summer School. Tiny Rick is an outgoing or is outgoing and very popular, which is subconsciously cries for help in song lyrics and drawings because his old body's like in some type of stasis <laughs> and there's liquid in the garage. Much to the disdain of his classmates, Summer deliberately gets him expelled by denouncing him as the killer of Coach Feratu. Coach Feratu, dude. There's so like funny. that vampire community. <laughs> oh, that's at the end. Okay, well done. Um, the vampire. Morty and Summer eventually persuade Rick to return to his body. Meanwhile, Jerry and Beth experience couples therapy on an alien planet. Two manifestations oh, of yeah. the partner's perceptions of one another are created. Jerry's Beth is embodied as a towering, hostile, xenomorph-like insectoid. And Barry's or Beth, and Beth's Jerry is a servile worm. The insectoid Beth goes on a rampage with the help of the worm. Jerry is killing several couples and employees. Eventually, Jerry's act or Jerry acts in a brave way, causing Beth to envision a strong Jerry. <laughs> oh, Bob and Jerry, it's funny. <laughs> Which in turn causes Jerry to envision a goddess-like Beth. He says something. He comes in. I am Jerry, and like she like thinks. He's like, Hi, I'm Jerry. Hi, I'm Jerry. Hi, I'm Jerry. Like, <laughs> I'm Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who destroys the insectoid monster? Lovely. The episode was fucking strange too. So in a post credit scene, the lead vampire rails against the use of names like Coach Feratu. <laughs> yeah, their vampire status. <laughs> oh. This is a weird episode. So we get into interdimensional cable two, tempting fate. Uh, Jerry is treating an alien hospital after unknowingly ingesting some bacteria stored by Rick. Uh, he's like, "Who would put that in the ice cream?" Because that's my fucking side of the freezer. So while his family's in the waiting room watching an assortment of TV channels from an alternate realities, Jerry is asked by doctors to donate his penis because it is the perfect size and everything for to be turned into a heart for shrimply pibbles. The <laughs> 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 civil rights activist. Jerry complies, but he's like, "What? We gotta ask my wife first. And she comes in. He goes, "She goes absolutely not." And she's like, "He's like, she's like, here's the, here's the uh, artificial penises." She goes, "Well, maybe." <laughs> Like, it's up to you, Jerry. And he's like, so "You want to get the, like, the Model T or the Model yeah. T8?" <laughs> so, uh, but publicly tries to talk his way out of it, nonetheless. 
Uh, this causes air to be heated by the public, but also raises awareness as well as money to buy a synthetic heart for Pibbles. Eventually, Jerry changes his mind and holds the doctors hostage, demanding that they ha- go through with the transplant procedure, but the security stops him. So they, like, kill him. Like, they, like, kill him. Like uh, He's died by all sense and purposes, but then, like, at the end, he's, like, healed, and they're, like, uh, they're, like, healed, and then they're, like, oh, well, thank God we're in a highly advanced alien, because they, they, they treated you as if you had, like, a fucking broken ankle or some weird shit. Like, I don't remember what she said exactly, but... <laughs> But then, like, uh, in that, the, the, some of the shows they were watching on that one, there was, like, that, like, the, these guys had, like, like butt, like, like, flabby eye socket things. <laughs> and he goes, I actually have eyeballs. And, like, he, like, removes his skin. And he had two. And the girl's like, me too. And then she has, like, nine. And he goes, oh, you have a beautiful eye. And, like, this guy comes in with two eyeballs. He goes, I can be alone with eyeballs. And, like, kicks their asses. Well, was they like, making out? The eyeballs were, like, making out? Yeah, it was, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and so he, like, fucks him up. And then Rick's, like, uh, and it was, like, a serial commercial. And Rick's like, you know, he's like, he's like, you never eat those cereals because these, they come and kick your ass. He's like, but that cereal's worth it, Morty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking delicious. <laughs> so in a post-credit scene, Jerry tries to eat Rick's eye holes and an alien or an alien cereal that appeared in the interdimensional t- yeah. TV, only for the eye hole man to burst through the window and begin relentlessly beating him. <laughs> so episode t- nine, we just watched this last night. Yeah, is this me reading? Yeah. Okay. Rick and Morty visit another planet. Look who's witness. purging now, by the way. Yeah. Look who's purging now. Uh, Rick and Morty visit another planet and witness the festival, uh, an annual event where the local populace commits crimes for one night without consequence. Rick compares it to the Purge movies. Morty forces Rick to rescue Arthrisha, a young alien girl. She betrays them and steals Rick's gun and spaceship, leaving Rick and Morty to fend for themselves. Rick calls Summer and has her send some advanced power armor suits for Rick. They're d- like Iron protection. Man suits, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Except with machine guns. Yeah. They're war machine. Yeah. Uh, Morty goes on a killing rampage until Rick knocks him out. This is a very fucking... Brutal. Brutal episode. Just killing people in all, so many awesome ways. More brutal than Pickle Rick? I don't know, man. <laughs> all right, close so... And, close. <laughs> um, Rick allows Arthrisha to use Morty's suit and helps her kill inc- uh, the corrupt nobility who implemented the festival in the first place. The planet's inhabitants decide to create a new society from the ground up. However, rioting breaks out over the disagreements about it. One of them suggests keeping the festival. Uh, Morty feels guilty over all the aliens he's killed, but Rick wrongly blames the candy bar that Morty has eaten, thus appeasing him. In the post-credits scene, Beth discovers that Jerry wasted $700 calling Taddy Mason, who charges money to talk on the phone. $1.99 a minute. Wow. $2 a minute, pretty much. It's expensive. I don't really have much else to say about that episode. It was just pretty... I mean, it's funny. We laughed a couple times. Yeah. I mean, it was like, they're like, I'll make I'll, I'll make food. He goes, we all get food. He's like, but I do more work, so I get more food. He <laughs> goes, I'll watch your kids for more food. <laughs> just weird, fucking weird. And then we get into the wedding squanchers. The season finale of episode season two. That's my biggest problem with the show. There's only 10 episodes per season. It's too short. Like, make more. They had promised for that season three was going to be more but then something happened well i hope that they're gonna start doing more because it's it's that's a long time to wait for 10 episodes yeah i know so rick and his family attend the wedding of bird person and tammy whose guest list includes 17 of the federation's most wanted including rick and bird person himself at the wedding reception tammy reveals herself to be a federation agent and seemingly kills bird person Uh, numerous agents invade the building starting a battle against the guests Rick gets his family out of the wedding safely, but they are unable to return home as the Federation would be looking for them there. 
Now we see Squanchy do some badass shit right before I this happens. I fucking loved it, dude. He's like, you take your family and go, Squanch. And he's like, and he like injects himself with something. He becomes like this huge beast. <laughs> he's like fucking people up. <laughs> it's awesome. I love I love Squanchy just for that reason. I love that scene. He's like, when Rick gave his toast, he goes, my best friend, bird person. And like, Squanchy like pulls off a bracelet and throws it on the table. And it said, Rick and Rick and Squanchy BFF. <laughs> oh. I never uh, even noticed that, that dude. Funny, it's dude. awesome. <laughs> So like this scene, this scene made me laugh out loud. I almost Facetime DJ in one of this. I was like, dude, this is fucking funny. Like, so he like he's like, how many planets in the Milky Way can inhabit Earth, or like like are similar to Earth, or at least ninety percent like Earth or some shit like that? They're like four hundred and twenty-seven or something like that. And then he says, how many are not in the Federation's jurisdiction? He said three. <laughs> he was okay. So like they go like so they go up. He's like, here's the first one. So they go up to this first planet, and they fucking. He's like, okay, we're gonna try here, and he like. They're like looking at it from space, and like he drives towards it, but he bumps into it. <laughs> and he goes, "Wow, that was a lot closer than I thought it was. It's really little, and it was so funny. It was so weird. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's not, not something you expect at all." So then they'd go to this uh, the second planet, and it was like everything was on the cob. It's like this is corn on the <laughs> like, this strawberry on the cob. And he's like, and this is fucking flowers on the cob. And he like looked at the DNA. He's like, this is like, everything's on the cob. We gotta go. We gotta go right now. <laughs> And Jerry's like, I didn't know this was a fucking deciding factor. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking random, dude. Yeah, I don't like, get it. I still don't know why it's so bad to be there. Like, so uh, and then the, well, and then the third planet was the one that was everything was normal except the sun screamed. <laughs> he like rose. It's like, <laughs> ah, like severe agony, oh, dude. I was like, what the flying shit? And he like asks his computer. He's like, how long are the days here? And it was like forty-two hours. And they're like, okay. And then it's like, then they go to the little planet and. Like I'm gonna go to the north south pole. If you need me, just yell. <laughs> you know, like, like Rick, like Morty's out there playing frisbee with himself. He like throws it and he like turns around and catches it. it <laughs> that like, would be so, kind of cool. You know, yeah, that would be cool. So uh, Rick overhears Jerry proposing to turn Rick in and return to Earth. Then Rick allows himself to be arrested. He turns himself in. What a very sad scene. They played uh, "Hate Hurt" by Johnny Cash. Yeah. Oh, and uh, what? Who did it originally? I don't know. Pretty sure Johnny Cash did it. It was like Five Finger Death Punch or something. One of those bands did that song originally. No, Five Finger Death Punch. It's something like something. Uh, I think it's Rage Against the Machine. But uh, so they they did that, and it was very. It actually made me tear up a little bit. Like you know, it was very sad. the way they they made it sad. Yeah. He like turns himself in. He like goes and has a drink, and he like they're playing that song, and then he goes and and then like Beth freaking out because he left again, and then he like he gets put into that prison. They're like chained up in there. He goes, "What did you, What are you in for?" He goes, "Everything." Yeah, dude. I was. I, I had tears in my eyes too, man. But then the Earth was taken over by the Federation, and it's crowded by alien tourists. Jerry's assigned a job by the Federation. He's like, oh, I got a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's pretty fucking stoked on that job. <clears throat> they just give him one. Very Futurama like. And then, uh, so at at the end, Rick is arrested, you know, by the Federation and uh, Mister Poopy Butthole. And the credit scene was like watching the episode. Ask the audience what they think will happen in season three. He's like, that was quite the cliffhanger. Because as you can see, I'm still recovering from Beth shooting me. And, and he like harasses a pizza good delivery man with the same question. He also states that season three will come in a year and a half. So, yeah, it was, I mean. I love, dude, I love this show, man. It's good. I like it. I like it more than I thought I would. It's awesome. So, I don't, I don't know. I, apparently, yeah. Well, we'll be back. We'll be back to do some season three stuff. At a, at a later date, mm-hmm. but all right, dude. I let's watch that fucking trailer live. Fuck yeah, live. We're gonna do it right here on the show. If you haven't watched the Star Wars Last Jedi trailer that just came out moments ago, then I suggest 
if you don't want to hear any of the audio, then don't listen to this. This will be the end for you. See you next week. But for those of you who don't care, stick around. This one? What would have happened? That's one year ago. Two hours ago. There you go. It says UK on it. Sometimes that's better. That's how they're going to do it. We have a spark that'll light the fire that'll burn the first order down. This is not going to go the way you think. Fulfill. Jesus, man. Yo, what the fuck? Well, that was nuts. Apparently, it looks like. Well, it looks like Kylo's gonna kill Luke, Leia. Not Luke. Kylo. Kylo. He's gonna kill her. Dude, wow. And what? She's gonna go to the fucking dark side or some shit? What the fuck? <sighs> Who the fuck knows, man? That is crazy shit. Wow, man. That was a nuts ass trailer. We get to see Snoke in person, or whatever he is. Yeah, dude. I'm glad we watched that, but I'm disappointed in myself. It's okay. That was crazy. Oh man, I think Kylo kills her. Man, it's gonna be that's gonna be fucking horrible, man. Dude, that's something they would have had to have fucking rewrote that in like it, because she was that movie was done. Unless they already had her dying. No, I mean. Unless they just yeah, I mean I don't I don't they already said that like the that the the uh ninth movie was gonna be That doesn't mean that's what's gonna happen, that's just what they made it look like. Well yeah, but they said that the ninth movie was supposed to be all Leia, like all her movie. Like this is Luke's first one was Hans, this one's Luke's, the next one was supposed to be Leia's, but mm. obviously Carrie Fisher can't go on, so Yeah. But that oh man, that was crazy. Indeed. Wow. All right.
Oh my god, I can't wait to see that shit. December, baby. Fuck. I can't can't wait for the round table on that one. It's gonna be nuts. All right, well that's it, guys. That's all we have for you. That's a that's a solid. We did an you know, an hour and forty minutes. Uh, we haven't had an hour uh, episode like that in a while. Good so. episode. I liked it. Lurk and Morty, new 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 show we like, and then that awesome fight from Super. Fuck yeah, we're gonna do news from the Citadel. Dude, we should change it all, man. We should do fucking what have I? Alexandria news in Alexandria, Hall, Hall of Justice, of Stark Dirt. Tower, the Cantina. <laughs> yeah. Hogwarts. Hogwarts, news from the Citadel, and I don't know. Rickadell. In other, in other news. All right, we'll I don't know where us. the fuck to get news for Rick and Morty. All right, guys, we'll see you next week.